Growing. Growing pain. Growing. Growing pain. Growing pain. Welcome to Growing Pains. Our relationships with our parents can be hmm, complicated, to say the least, especially when we move from our childhood to adulthood. Seeing our parents as fellow adults can be fraught with frustrations as we call on them for advice, but also question their choices as fellow adults. Uh, Today on the podcast, I have Jump Daddy as my guest. He is one of the duo that have released the podcast, Dad to Me. Now, his co-host, um, Dr. Tom, um, is a lecturer in Latin at the University of St. Andrews in Scotland. Yes, where Kate met Wills, if you know what I'm talking about. Um, he's published books, lectured around the world, and he has been also arrested for public nudity, but only once. Um, he donated sperm to a same-sex couple and is currently navigating the meaning of being a dad not really a dad. Um, Jump Daddy, who I've spoken with on today's episode, um, dropped out of clown school in France, yet somehow still made it as a professional idiot, so he says. An Australian comedian, he has performed at the Edinburgh Festival Fringe, Sydney Opera House, Melbourne International Comedy Festival and every single Commonwealth country. There are 54 of them. He is not yet a father, um, but he did have one for a really long time. Now, together they host the podcast Dad to Me, which is an experiment in cross-generational communication. It shows the power of media to open people up. Using the particular capabilities of the podcast medium, it gets adult children listening harder to speakers they've long written off, and it gets older fathers spinning their yarn in a new way. The show features a diverse mix of participants drawn from many genders, sexual orientations and ethnicities. It also deals with the contemporary conditions of fatherhood far beyond the traditional nuclear family. With two full episodes devoted to double dads, same-sex male couples with an egg donor and surrogate, and no dads, same-sex female couples with a sperm donor. Another full episode page homage to a series of dads who are no longer with us and pause over the weird and wonderful objects they have left in their wake. All in all, Dad to Me is a rollicking podcast full of laughter, empathy, awkwardness, eccentricity and real human connection. If you've ever been a father, a child or even both, it will give you an insight into how we break the deadlock to get the conversation flowing and it will prompt you to ask the big question, who is dad to you? So let's dive in. I've got Jump Daddy with me here today. We're going to explore so many lessons about what we can gain from our parents, what we can gain from their life lessons and how to do that now that we are adults, just like them. So welcome to another episode of Growing Pains. Today I have with me one of the duo that is, um, you know, behind some pretty creative work. But today I'm speaking with one of the two. Um, I'm speaking with Jump Daddy. Jump Daddy, it's such a pleasure to be chatting to you today. 
Likewise. Thanks for having me on Growing Pains. I um, I love nicknames um, in the sense that I love them and I never use them. So I am already, I can feel the cogs in my brain turning a little bit because I'm using a nickname. Mm. Um, and I've always thought to myself that nicknames are one of those things that I... I am only ever comfortable using when um, I've either the person says, "Hey, call me blah blah blah," or mm. if I know the person really well and I and like I know the story and stuff. So I'm going to go with the "Hey, call me blah blah blah" um, mm-hmm. in my comfortability as I get to know you and um, we share a little bit about the work that you do and and how you can hopefully share some knowledge with our listeners about growing pains and mm. and some of the the lessons that you've come across with the work that you um, you do but before we get started and it will probably help me loosen up a little probably sure. help you loosen up a little as well <laughs> we're going to do some rapid fire questions let's do it do you consider yourself to be a fully grown up adult no, absolutely not. I mean, going by the name Jump Daddy, Jump perhaps Daddy. I'm uh, I'm overcompensating there uh, because I'm not even uh, yet a father. Although hopefully that's not too far in uh, the future away. Uh, yeah, absolutely got a lot to learn. I've in in terms of where I uh, have been out in life, it's kind of like the the fable of the grasshopper and the ant. I've certainly, in my young adulthood, now into into my mid-30s, been fortunate enough to kind of pursue the passion projects and things that I've wanted to do. Uh, made money to make a living, uh, but not necessarily to then uh, uh, attain those uh, markers of adulthood in terms of, ooh, a house, uh, a car other than the one I'm currently in, which is a, a round Australia camper van. <laughs> um, uh, so, yeah, I, I think definitely a work in progress here on Jump Daddy's side of the ledger. Very good. Very good. Makes sense. What's your most embarrassing adult failure? Embarrassing adult failure. Wow, putting me on the spot here. Um, embarrassing adult failure. Oh, well, uh, I do a little bit of uh, work in schools and it's really important when you're doing work in schools to check in on things and and, and make sure uh, everything is good to go before you, you run the activity. In this activity I was doing, I came into a school where I hadn't really thought beforehand of the uh, demographic of the students and it involved some lollies as sort of rewards uh, for the students. And various students won things. They were full of excitement and enthusiasm. And then at the end, one student came up to me quite earnestly and said, excuse me, sir, are these halal? And uh, oh, I said, wow. no. And the, the teacher at the time was like, oh, yeah, I'm sure they are. I'm sure they are. And then I took a moment after the class to check. And what was one of the main ingredients? It was collagen, i.e. a derivative of oh, pig. No. Um, so the, uh, uh, the students in question, uh, I noted a, a lot of them didn't actually eat it because they are you know careful about that stuff in and of themselves. Mm-hmm. But it's always one of those reminders that even though you're the adult in the educational setting, sometimes you've mm-hmm. got to, well, all the time, you've got to remain your own, retain your own vigilance to ensure you're imparting the right knowledge or in this case, the right food stuff. Sugary treat? 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. That was a good, good one when it comes <laughs> to an adult fail. <laughs> yeah. um, who is a more grown-up adult that you rely on? I would say, um, well, I, I would say definitely my mother. My mother figures uh, quite a lot in my life. Uh, one of the sort of passion projects we've been pursuing is a family one, um, where we've 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 worked together on a film as co-producers, and she has an immense amount of patience for the for the details, for the to-dos, for the boring but importance that go into everything in life, particularly in getting a film made, a film screened around the country. And so I still have much to learn for her. I enjoy working with her. And I do often admire how put together she is in a professional and personal capacity now that I'm very much, in age terms at least, an adult as well. Mums are pretty incredible. See, I say that because I'm a mum, so I'm like, yeah, mums, yeah. mums are the shit. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. We've got it sorted. <laughs> um, now, if you were to choose someone to play you in a movie, mm-hmm. to play you today yeah, or you in your, like, 80s, who are the actors that you would choose? Right. So, I have uh, been approached a couple of times on the street uh, with people asking if I was uh, Cillian or Killian Murphy. I don't know how to pronounce it. Um, uh, but let's say Cillian uh, Murphy. So, I'll go with that. He's, you know, a plump-lipped, okay. blue-eyed, blue-eyed Irishman, which is something uh, I can aspire to. Um uh, so I'll take that uh, right now. Obviously, I'd probably look like Cillian Murphy, who's uh, you know had a bit of a dodgy diet and not washed in a few days, but <laughs> passing resemblance. Um, yeah. In terms of later on in life, that's a tricky one, isn't it? Mm. Um, why not another Australian uh, controversial treasure? How about Mel Gibson? I like the way he's gone for the grey beard now that he's returned. You know, he's he he's have managed. Those beautiful to, eyes, though. Uh, yeah, exactly. And he's still got a he's still got a sort of a, a sort of a fire or perhaps a rage inside, which I I, I have to uh, admire. Uh, you know, in a world full of um, readily cancelled people and celebrities, the fact that Mel Gibson has come back through the strength <laughs> of whatever he's fighting exactly is uh, I think something to be admired. Very good. You've painted so many pictures in our minds and the minds of our listeners now. (laughs) (laughs) Hence why we do rapid fire because I think it gives us a little bit of a starting point as to learning a little bit about you. Um, But as I mentioned when we started today, um, you are a part of a duo. You and Dr. Tom um, are the host of what I would say is a bloody incredible podcast. It's I've listened to a few of the episodes and I just find myself fascinated with with what you've been creating um, with your podcast. But you've both come from really different backgrounds and what I find the most interesting is um, this kind of mix that you have as you share the um, questions and experiences from young people um, as they're talking to their dads. Um, but when you think about your personal experiences as a young adult and the communication that you had with your parents, you've already spoken about your mum, were there any key challenges that you noticed when it comes to that communication between you and your parents? 
Mm, yeah, great question. So just quickly, the, the, the podcast is called uh, Dad to Me and the, the format is basically we bring into the studio adult children, so people like you and I, Caroline, for example, who have parents, <laughs> which is all of us. Um, which is all parents, of us. Yeah, crucially though, parents who are still alive or in this case dads yeah. who are still alive. And mm-hmm. we post them, we say, hey, what are some questions you'd love to ask dad but you've never quite been able to do it? It's always too awkward. It's a bit scary or you just feel you don't have that relationship. So we get those questions from the adult children. We say, get out of here, get out of the studio because next comes in dad. And Dr. Tom, my co-host and I then take these questions and pose them to dad. And because the adult child, the family member isn't in the studio with dad, it's, it's just us. He tends to open up all the more and yeah. we've had some really, really interesting insights and connections or clarifications of stories or unearthing of stories that the kids didn't even know existed. Mm. So, yeah, I, I mean, for me, uh, my own father had passed away a few years before we started recording uh, the podcast. And so what was really resonant about the idea for me was that of those questions that you just always had hesitated on and really mm. in retrospect overthought um yeah and, and and just never quite asked dad and then it's all too late so in in my circumstance i know my dad grew up in a very very different world he was a working class kid uh strongly irish catholic family uh from mm. melbourne he was a bit of an older father and i I really had a lot of questions, I think, for him about his life growing up, his life as a young man, about how he kind of came up and into the world. The kind Mm. of questions I wish I'd asked, because I think, if nothing else, it could have given a bit of relief and reflection on the challenges we all experience as we're coming Mm. into ourselves as a young adult. But again, with my dad being kind of an older father, I'd only ever known him as very much a a man, even a late middle-aged or or elderly man. And so it wasn't necessarily a clear mental connection or point of conversation that that we would have or or that sustained our relationship, those sort of things to do with his past. Mm -hmm. And so I felt that was something after he'd passed away that I'd always wanted to know more about. And so working with Dr. Tom, we thought, well, there's that kind of situation and many other situations when it comes to uh, conversation with fathers that, that doesn't really end up happening that we think we can tackle by using podcasts mm. as a platform. Yeah. Wow. That's incredible. I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of people that are listening that, you know, as you said, have parents that are still alive that they wish they could find the courage or the the means to really sit down and have those discussions. But it um, having, be it even listening to the podcast as a prompter, um, could be that first step to opening up those discussions. I think that it would definitely make, um, start to bit break down some of those challenges, those communication challenges that we've all had at different points. Mm. Um, and as you said, I think, also taking into consideration where when you really tune into that and realize start to realize that you do want to tap into this relationship and find out more about the person as opposed to the parent mm. um, sometimes you then look and go oh actually 
he was an older man as opposed like in your case as opposed to a young dad or or whatever else so um yeah that's yeah that's absolutely really- and it was it was something that one of our guests uh r- related to us after the experience of recording uh was that oh my goodness i'd never really actually properly conceived of my father or either of my parents for that matter as human beings prior to me being born like i've only yeah. conceived or or what or cared about their existence or really known about their existence excuse mm. me known about their existence uh as, as it aligns as with my own life mm. and yeah and and i think that's you know, there, there are a number of things that go into that. I think, you know, the nature of parenting uh, these days, particularly in sort of a quote-unquote kind of Western context, it, it is mm. so much about the child in terms of reinforcing their 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 comfort, their notions of self-esteem, their mm. what they want to do, um, and very little uh, responsibility is placed on the child to then turn back and think of, oh, how are mum and dad doing? What's their story? What do they want for me uh, or want mm. from me? And, you know, while, yeah. of course, that makes sense, that kind of dynamic of parents giving, giving, giving makes sense for, for kids when they're three or they're 13, by the time mm. you're 23 or 33, often that dynamic hasn't still hasn't changed. Um, yeah. And that's where we get really sort of stuck in these entrenched modes of communication where it's still very much about it's it's still very much just an update on how was school today or to how's your work going and it's still that sort of almost superficial level of conversational engagement where now we've actually got two adults in the room so let's try and take advantage of that and i think that what's interesting is there's this real fight and you know, this push and pull dynamic that happens when young people are fighting for their independence in those first few years and, and this the audience that we're hoping um, to, that we're, we're hoping are tuning into this podcast um, are at that young adult stage. And they're, they're really just finding their feet. They're finding their own voice. They're finding their independence. But they might be starting to realise that they are sitting with another adult Yes, one that's also their parent, but um, I think that as they're entering those early stages of adulthood, um, there's a real opportunity there to call on that fellow adult and to seek advice or to mm. um, you know just help them break down those communication barriers. With the guests that you've had on the podcast, mm. um, have there been any kind of key lessons that you've come across that have come up? as experiences um, in the episodes that you've recorded that you could share with our listeners? Yeah, absolutely. I'm thinking of one episode in particular where it was a a father and and daughter combination and the daughter had followed her father into into the same industry, in in this case in the practice of architecture. And it was really interesting to hear how as part of, of the kind of opening up of, of the dad, one thing he talked about was the incredible pressure he felt in work situations where he, you know, for want of a better word or better phrase, wasn't the boss when he was working for other people, particularly in an office environment. He found it stressful, like we all do, but more to the point of like stressful to the point of like physical illness, debilitating mm-hmm. mental blockages, so on and so forth. And yet, while... Uh, the daughter 
the child, who herself ultimately became an architect, while she was growing up, her father had successfully, to a degree, hidden that from the family. He'd never really shared or related how stressful he found his early career um, in his industry. Uh, but he went on to suffer some really, prof- uh, uh, really acute health crises um, uh, because of it. And very much sort of stoically tried to keep it to himself. But how the family experienced it was when he was at home, he could be quite combustible, quite loud, quite angry. Mm-hmm. And then for her to hear this, it was A, a huge eye-opener to, to understand, oh, so that's why dad was actually like that at home during my mm-hmm. younger years. But B, yeah. she recognizes exactly the same uh, feelings herself. She herself has decided she can't work in an in an in a bigger practice in an office because she finds it so acutely taxing to her mental health and she's found a way to to pursue her professional goals where she works independently and it really works for her but it really Mm. she but it really was that kind of like father like daughter they really have without the them even challenge. realizing without even realizing and that wow you reflected that could have been something really helpful and useful to know when she was first entering the workplace i'm not mm-hmm. actually crazy or totally different from everyone else in fact there's somebody really close to me who's felt the same way and might be able to give me some advice on how to deal with it and really what that comes down to is that human to human experience like we when we share our experiences be it with um fellow adults or whoever else we can find a, a common thread and it provides an opportunity for empathy and understanding um but i think like i know that i experienced this myself like when you first become an adult, the last thing you feel like doing is listening to your parents. Mm, <laughs> it's like, mm. you know, they're the last people you're constantly seeking um, advice and stories and guidance from the outside world mm. when, like, per- the perfect example that you've just given, sometimes it's right there. It's right under under your nose. And it can also come from someone who is, you know, um, you have a relationship with that's going to support you and, and guide you through that process. So, wow, that's a really yeah. interesting story. Thank you. Yeah, well, and, and I guess to, to 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 build on what you're saying there, it's a, a question that sort of emerges in my mind as we reflect on the series and and as we as we do more episodes is what is that inflection point? Because yes, you've you've got to be guided, and you will happily eat up the advice of your parents. You know, let's say arbitrarily speaking, from sort of ages. Uh, zero to 12. And then there is that important teenage, young adult stage where it's best for you to step out of the domestic bounds. And in this case, the sort of mental bounds of your parents' advice, your parents' stories, your parents' experience. Mm. Yeah, But I suppose then there is that inflection point once we're more established in our adult, we've made some of those challenging decisions, we've stepped out on our own, and we are sort of settling now into adult life. Some things, decisions have been made, we're pursuing things um, on, on, a, on a longer-term basis, be that, let's say, a marriage or having children of our own or settling down somewhere. And mm. at that point, the parental advice, I think, becomes very much welcome once more. Uh, yeah. The question is, are the relationships ready to be conduits for that advice or are we still at that stage of shut up, mum, <laughs> um, shut up, dad, that's still at that 15-year-old stage where mm. you're, you're, the, the conversation hasn't quite caught up with your own development? 
Yeah. And sometimes that just takes time. Sometimes yeah, we have to wait absolutely. till we're in our thirties or forties. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. But that's okay. It will come, hopefully. Um now we may have some listeners out there who don't come from traditional for lack of better words, nuclear family family setting, um, who may be estranged from their parents mm. or who may just not have that person that's kind of right there um, to call on. Um, have you found that in any of the discussions that you've had for the podcast or just anywhere in your kind of circles and community, um, other avenues where people can seek out advice from some more senior adults? Yeah, it's such a... It's such a good question. And I mean, I think to, to sort of answer that in a bit of a roundabout way, I think, first of all, the experience of talking to these older men, these dads of adult children, how much more of an appreciation I have for that notion of mentorship and of seeking out whatever we want to call them, elders, seniors, mentors mm. in your respective community and being able to find a way to listen to them and for them to impart knowledge in a way that's, you know, stimulating and satisfying for them and, you know, for want of a better word, useful uh, for you. Mm -hmm. I have to say, I got so many kind of life hacks and life tips as the host of this podcast, uh, you know, <laughs> listening in on and, 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 and prompting the dads to go a little bit further on how they did that or, or how they got over that or how they achieved that or simply a really practical routine they've gotten into with their life that enables them to sort of get on with the day and, and, and start the week mm -hmm. right or, or, or whatever it may be. There's there's such a wellspring um, a, a, of knowledge out there. Um, so yeah. I guess what, what, what I would say is, yes, it's absolutely valuable uh, and it doesn't necessarily need to come from a parent. What I don't have an answer for, particularly in this day and age where we are increasingly kind of atomized or individual and spending more and more time on our own in front of our phone and less and less likely to necessarily have uh, close relationships with, with, with older people, um, uh, what, I, what I would say, though, is, is that in my, my own life, a project like this other projects that I can think of that I've undertaken, which have drawn in, say, sort of friends of my parents or, or older people from the community, um, have been a really fruitful way uh, to make connections where you're actually doing something with the with the older person, if that makes yeah. sense, rather than just yeah. badgering them. Tell me what I should do. If it's something, <laughs> give me all the secrets. Exactly. If it's something you can yeah. do, and maybe there's a community group from something like a community choir, or or to a men's shed, or, or if there is a genuine project like like we had with this podcast, like other projects mm -hmm. I've had in the past, where you can actually work with older people and not yeah. make assumptions that 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 it's that it's an intergenerational thing that that shouldn't be broached, um, but mm. rather really embrace the fact that there might be multiple generations working towards a common goal. In and of doing that activity in itself, conversation, relationship will build, and that's where the gold tends to be for everyone. Mm. So true. And in that almost passive way of when your hands are busy or your body is busy and um, and you can just let the conversation flow. Um, mm. Like I find that even with my children who are a lot younger than the, the children, well, the young adults we're talking about at the moment, being in the car with them is just golden for conversation. Um, mm. you know, I'm then I'm not eyeballing them. I'm looking at the road. They don't feel the pressure of me kind of, you know, 
firing questions at them. And and I've, I do find because we're doing this passive activity of driving to a place um, or maybe when we're cooking or things like that, um, I do find that they, they are the moments that we have our deepest connections and, and they're free to just let the conversation flow as opposed to sit down, I need to talk to you. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> and and that's the thing I suppose when you do have that that adult in your life uh, that adult that well that that mentor that that elder that yeah. senior that person you look up to we also need to be careful again in in this day and this day and age where we're becoming increasingly I think inept at face to face communication you know mm-hmm. we can <laughs> we can make a brilliant Instagram post or something like that but when it comes to actually talking to somebody in the flesh there are some things we need to sort of just take a moment and think through and of course it's it's that okay how can we set up an environment whether it is through doing a project or, or being in a car being on a tri- <laughs> a road trip together great way of having some great conversations but also if 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 you do want to sit down with them where's going to be a comfortable place probably not over you know the christmas dinner table while they're passing you the turkey hey dad what about that woman you were married to before, Mum? Is there a time that you can take <laughs> him out for a beer, go for a walk, get him into a situation where, first of all, there's a bit of privacy and trust and confidence shown uh, to one another? I, I think we live in a, a day and age of so much sharing and indeed oversharing. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and that's just not something that uh, older generations were raised in, and 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 nor should we think that if, if they're going to offer yeah. us some insights that we need to meet them halfway, you know, so yeah. have a think about what's going to be, again, for want of a better phrase, kind of in it for them. What 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 can mm. we do to really show that it, it's not just all about us getting the good <laughs> word, yeah. uh, but but Very really, so. really building a relationship through, through a bit of mutual understanding. So with the dads you've spoken to, um, or specifically on the podcast, what have their thoughts been on the communication they're having with their adult children? Have there been any kind of key insights or, or things that after the experience they've said, oh, I really, you know, I can see I should be doing this or I really wish that my, you know, child, adult child would approach things in this way. Were there any kind of learnings from that process in that way? Yeah. So I think we set out with this project one of the things we wanted to give people almost sort of in return for participating is a document, uh, 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 a little sort of family treasure of a, a point in time of of the grown child and the and, and the father's relationship where we get to hear from them uh, in, in a meaningful way on on meaningful subjects. And I, and I think, A, we succeeded in that. So so people have something that they they really value and, and, and listen back to, and, and they're really listening when they listen back to these podcasts that we've mm. made. Mm. Um, the second very pleasing thing, though, was that afterwards, time and again, people would come back to us and say, wow, I have had a length and depth of conversation with my dad outside of the actual podcast process and recording that I haven't had ever, (laughs) Um, that it really opened up some of the conversational floodgates. And, Mm. and, and again, I think that's because they, they did something together. Like they'd worked on something together. It wasn't too hermetically sealed worlds colliding. How was school? How was work? It was, going from that, oh, that podcast experience that we went 
comparing notes, what they thought was fun, what they thought was difficult, which host they thought was more attractive. Um, uh, <laughs> uh and then from there, not <laughs> that point of uh, that, that 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 point of mutual experience, then, bam, is a trigger for for real conversation. Is for a trigger for real connection on on all sorts of subjects. Yeah. Wow. Well, for those of you who are listening that are like, I need to hear more. We will make sure that the um, the podcast details are in our show notes so you can go and listen to all of the episodes. They're all available um, wherever you get your podcasts, um, but we'll make sure we've got the links to the more common kind of Apple and Spotify and whatever else um, so you can get some of these episodes into your ears and you can also maybe see um, how a setting like that can open up the doors to some broader conversations and and you might be able to take some of those techniques into um you know your conversations with your parents if there's something that you really want to know so jump you were saying you work with your mum at the moment are there any pressing questions that you haven't put to her or do, do you both have just this open beautiful relationship where she just knows you'll fire. In uh, yeah. I mean, I think to be honest, uh, yes, uh, working on a, a film project uh, with with my mother that we're both co-producers on. And that, that's been great, particularly after my father passed away a few years ago to maintain, again, that, that closeness with my mother at a time when she was sort of now alone. Uh, but to be mm-hmm. able to do it in such a way where it wasn't uh, the weight of just full frontal here I am, mum. I'm 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 here for dinner. I'm calling you up just to see how you are. But the the fact yeah. of we would be doing that all the while achieving something else together uh, has has yeah. been been really really satisfying. I think I to be honest, I, I think with that I've always been extremely open with my mum and uh, she likewise, and I think that was also therefore kind of the impetus for me for doing this podcast about dads where at least in my experience but it does seem in terms of people we've reached out to and people that have been on the show that the challenge is at least initially more acute with the father um Mm. uh, in general of course all all mothers and fathers are different uh but but to generalize uh we found Mm. that as an initial talking point people really really uh, resonated with with that idea of opening dads up a bit more because for for whatever reason and you know there, there does just tend to be a bit more of an intimacy a closeness with our mums even if it's just mm. more time spent together perhaps yeah. um yeah true where where I think it's 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 a slightly different situation that's not to say that Dr Tom and I don't want to do a, a series on mothers I think that's something we'd love to do in the future but I think the format would probably want to be a little bit different. In, in terms mm-hmm. of what we were doing and trying to achieve uh, with whatever guests we have on that show. But maybe I can ask the question of you, Caroline. What do you think as as, as sort of a young mother yourself and, and as somebody with a mother, um, mm-hmm. it, it, would, you, would you cast a distinction between father and mother in, in terms of, you know, the sort of openness or lack of openness? I think for me... Um it's not necessarily a level of openness. Um, mm. I know in our household we uh, we have a really open communication line with our children and um, we try to really model how 
we want them to communicate in the world. Um, mm. So, you know, we're, we're very clear when um, <laughs> I, ha- I even had a conversation with my son the other day about like he's quite young he's only nine and I said did you go brush your teeth and he was like "Mm mm-hmm and I looked at him I'm like you're just lying to my face yeah (laughs) and so we sat down and I said oh this isn't actually about your teeth like this is about the bond that we have and the trust that we have Mm. and these little lies um turn into opportunities to create a distance between us and I'd much rather you tell me the truth and we can hold on to the trust that we have mm. we can nurture that to be somewhere uh, in a, nurture that to create a space where you have the opportunity to trust me to talk about anything even if you know it's going to upset me um and he was probably looking at me going oh this woman is talking about like this huge issue when I just didn't brush my teeth yeah yeah but <laughs> the fundamental core of um how we communicate is really similar, like as in between my husband and I. And um, but yeah, I, I've definitely had moments where um, I had a, a, a case last year during the Melbourne lockdown um, where I decided to start painting again, and I hadn't painted for twenty years, mm. and so no one in my household had ever seen me paint on a canvas, mm. and I painted these ridiculously big pieces um it was something I was really passionate about when I was younger and my children were like where the hell have you been hiding this skill Mm -hmm. and tell me more about Mm -hmm. this Mm -hmm. and I realized that there was this whole part of me that they knew nothing about and if it hadn't have been for the fact that I had all this spare time on my hands and I needed to keep myself busy I probably would never have pulled out the paints. I wouldn't have bought more canvases. I wouldn't have done any Mm. of that because I didn't have any of those things in my home. I had to purchase everything because, as I said, 20 years is a long time. Um, So I think that no matter if it's mums or dads, there is always so much more that that is behind a human being and an adult that their kids have no idea about. Um, Mm. And I do. I often surprise my kids. I'll do something and they're like, what? I'm like, oh, yeah, I know how to do that. I just don't do it every day. And yeah. there's so much more to me than what you don't realize. So Yeah, that's such an interesting conception because cool. I think if the dad is, you know, the notional generalized notion of the dad, the dad is sort of this sometimes this sort of almost sort of stranger um, mm. who has this who has this life that you don't know about. But that's often because he is a little bit more distant than the mom is somebody who you think you know really well <laughs> yeah, and, and yet no idea. she has this whole other life. I, I really like yeah. the way that you put that because I, I think that also helps us uh, <laughs> uh, conceptualize our future series. Oh, um, there you uh, go. Well, we can chat. <laughs> that's it. Uh, that's it. But uh, yeah, I, I, I think that's an interesting tension as well because I, I, I think that's it. People will readily say to you, yeah, I don't, you know, my dad, we don't really talk that much or there's a bit of distance or I haven't spoken to him in ages. Whereas mum, it'll typically be, oh, yeah, I was talking to mum the other day and mum this, uh, mum that, I know mum. You you know, she's my mum. I know her really well, but it's like, yeah, but she wasn't Mm. always your mum. She wasn't always a mum. Yeah, (laughs) the secret life of mums. That's it. There we go. There you go. You made it here first, guys. (laughs) I love it. well, it's funny, like even as you were just saying that, I was thinking about that, I um, I speak at schools and do programs sometimes and, and um, sometimes we do ho- um, school holiday programs and my youngest son was attending one 
Um, and I hadn't told him that when I dropped him off that I was actually the keynote on the day. So yes. I just hung around, told him I was just hanging around, and then I got up and started speaking, and he was looking around going, what the hell is she doing? Um, and so in my keynote, I was sharing a bit about my journey and how, you know, my journey into business and being an entrepreneur and, and just some of the things I'd done in my life. And at the end, he was like, didn't know that you'd lived in London and I didn't know that you'd and uh, yeah it's very much like who is this woman who I think that I know because I spent mm. so much time with her and mm. she has this whole secret mm. life that I'm not aware of so yeah there's a lot there's a lot out there and I guess for our listeners just just sit down and have a chat make a coffee just say hey what were you doing when you were 18 yeah what were you like <laughs> you know Although you have Who to be you careful. Who are you living with? Like, <laughs> one, of our, one, of yeah. our, uh, one of our uh, uh, participants did come away slightly with a slightly sick-to-the-stomach feeling, finding out a little bit too much about her father's predilections or sexual oh, appetites in his younger years. Yeah, let's not go there. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> yeah, like censor it. Just go, these are the parameters of the things I would like to know about you. These are the parameters of things that I just never – I can't unsee or hear that, please. Please yeah. don't tell me anything yeah. in these categories and then yeah. we'll be fine. That's I did it. learn um, when my teenage, now well, my teenage son, but when he first started hitting that stage, um, I did learn that your kids talking to you about their love lives and sex lives or whatever is just as awkward as your parents doing. Yeah, yeah. It's so, just awkward. Yeah, we don't, we really don't want to hear that. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, to wrap us up today, I am really curious, especially in the context of communication, um, if you could go back and give your 18-year-old self some advice, Mm. maybe around communication and reaching out and connecting with your parents, maybe even specifically your dad, what would that be? Mm. Oh, wow. Such such a great question. Um, I think at at that sort of 18 years old, that inflection point where, you know, there are decisions around further studies, uh, Mm. around vocation, things like that. I think that's just a great conversational point to, without judgment or without even sort of wanting to get anything specific out of it, to Mm. really look to ask the parent, or in this case, the dad, what did they do at this age? Um, even hearing that story of their decision-making process, why they deter- decided to pursue studies, why my dad, for example, was the first child in his family to go to university. Why did he choose that? Mm-hmm. What were the yeah. challenges there? How did he find it? Did he enjoy it? Did he not? What did he? How did he get into his industry and his workplace? Um, so many of these, uh, so many of these stories are just so taken for granted, and yet, mm-hmm. of course, they were eighteen once as well. They absolutely yeah. had. Um, uh, had real difficulties just as you will at age 18. And of course, you know, you can see a movie, you can go to a careers seminar and hear all sorts of anecdotes and things like that about some stranger being 18 and the things they did or the the challenges they overcame. But it's never going to quite hit as hard as hearing it if you're open to hearing it from somebody as close to you as a parent. And, you know, I have to say after interviewing many, many parent-child <laughs> couples, for want of a better word, you know, there mm. is genetic inheritance there. There are some mm. habits or approaches or mindsets or, or just ways of being that you're going to take from your parent 
And so you might yeah. find that you can really learn something from them because you are kind of the same as them in some yeah. way. There's nature versus nurture. There's That's a it. lot in that. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. Well, it has been an absolute delight chatting to you today. Um, thank you so much for your time. Um, you have done Dr. Tom Proud, I think, for me. <laughs> Very impressed at how you represented the duo. Um, uh, for as I said to our listeners, um, for anyone who would like to um, listen to the Dad to Me podcast, um, we'll have all of the details in our show notes. Jump, Daddy, you're a legend. Um, thank you so much for your time today. Um, I th- I hope that you've maybe got some new questions for Mum. I think yeah. you might need that. I love that Cheers. idea of the secret Cheers. lives of mums. Like secret lives I, of mums. I, I think you put it best, Caroline. I uh, I I love it. It this podcast has been highly profitable for me. Uh, <laughs> so thanks for having me. I, I really appreciate this and and what you're doing here. And yeah, I hope I can be uh, ever more thoughtful in terms of interactions with with dads, with mums, with people of d- different generations, as well as what lollies I bring to schools. Stick to the barley sugars, no additives of anything oh, of any kind. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, stick to the stick to the safe stuff. Um, try to keep growing as a more grown up adult and, you know, keep tending to your mum because mum's awesome. Thank you so much, Jump Daddy. Um, to our listeners, we will chat to you again soon on the next episode of Growing Pains. Well, that was lots of fun. I always find it really fascinating when I get to jump into these episodes um, because you never really know what's going to come. It's a two-way street conversations. Um, And even for me, who, you know, I I love chatting to people on on the podcast. I have quite a few episodes, um, be it between this one and other podcasts that I host under my belt. But it's a real dance that you do when you have conversations and, and really that's what Jump Daddy and I have talked about today. That dance you have when you try to sit down with someone, walk with someone, drive with someone, do an activity with someone and continue to have a conversation along the way. So I guess what I'd like you to do is to have a think about how you can connect, be it with your parents, be it with someone that you see as a guardian or someone that you see as a mentor or an elder in your life and have a think about what you'd like to know about their life. It's, you know, there's that real push and pull of wanting to do it on your own and wanting to find your own way and wanting to pave that way yourself and I completely understand that. But they are such a valuable resource and they have often taken roles on that are far beyond the role of being your parent. So have a chat see what you can find out and you never know they may have had similar growing pains to you and they may be able to share some insights with you that will help you ease your own growing pains.